1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: In the meantime, I'm going to talk a little NFL draft. Mike Renner, lead draft analyst for Pro Football Focus, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Mike, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. So uh, the thing that we keep talking about for the Packers specifically is... The need a wide receiver, and we know this is a wide receiver heavy draft, but also now the Packers look and think, well, they've got four positions they're going to need to pay next year. Right tackle. Uh, a center uh, maybe a maybe a nose tackle defensively speaking obviously they got rid of brian balaga and they bring in ricky wagner but you're probably going to need another offensive lineman at some point in time so uh so you tell me after you guys go through all of this and start to do mock drafts and such and you know are the packers grabbing a wide receiver a top flight wide receiver that's going to help aaron Rodgers out right away or do they go in a different direction in your thought
1: I think it obviously depends on who's on the board, value wise. But with, just with how talented this wide receiver class is, I'd be I'd find it very hard to believe that there's that's not going to be your best value at thirty, just because it's going to get pushed down. A lot of these guys are going to go in the second round, kind of like we saw last year, where you have AJ Brown, DK Metcalf going for almost a thousand yards as rookies as second rounders. So I think. At the back end of the first round, there is going to be some talent on the board that maybe any other year might go middle of the first round at the receiver position.
2: Um, I, let me ask you this, because uh, there's been a lot of talk about maybe the Packers have an offensive lineman. Maybe there's that run early on on wide receivers. Uh, are there? First of all, is there enough high-end wide receivers to go around early in the draft? And second uh, would be is if they start to see wide receivers fall off the board, uh, is there an offensive tackle you think that might fall to the Green Bay Packers? Even though that's not their need right here, right now, if you get one of those top guys that fall to you, you can't help but take
1: the best available, you know? Yeah, I think pipe dream would be someone like Josh Jones out of Houston because he could even start at guard right away if Rick Wagner has established a right tackle for uh, Billy Turner, who I know they gave a big deal to, but he's just never really been that good of a guard in the NFL, so. They were hoping he'd be a little better than he was. Uh, So I think Josh Jones from Houston, pass protected really well this past year, only four pressures allowed all season long. Uh, I'm not sure where he ends up in this tackle class. He's he's our fourth-rated tackle at PFF. I could see him going going off the board earlier, but if he does slip in this draft, I'd much rather have him than guys like Austin Jackson or Ezra Cleveland, Austin Jackson, USC, Ezra Cleveland, Boise State, who are rumored to go sort of more in the Packers range. Let's just
2: say that... Cincinnati falls on their face and they don't take Joe Burrow. They take uh, another guy from the state. They take, like, Chase Young or, or or what have you. I mean, does that then throw the board into a mix?
1: I don't think so because I think you're going to see pretty much the exact – not the exact, but you're going to see five names in the top five picks no matter really what. I think it's going to be Burrow, Chase Young, Jeffrey Okuda, Isaiah Simmons, and then one of the offensive tackles are kind of your – Five that are solidified they're going to be gone off the board within the first seven picks and then maybe Justin Herbert in there as well so I don't really think there's going to be too much like a Cleveland Farrell curveball that we saw last year at the top of this draft
2: uh in the meantime some other guys that uh, are on the board that I'd love to see fall to the Green Bay Packers uh so tell me this uh where does Lamb fall the wide receiver from Oklahoma does does is he like top 15 type of talent or could you see him fall a little bit further
1: it would be impossible for me to see him fall past, like, 21 to the Eagles. He's just that good. I mean, any other year, he's a top 10 sort of wide receiver in the draft. I just think there's too many guys now to, to really, for a team to reach there, At the or team to really go wide receiver in the top 10 with other pressing needs. So uh, he's just a really crafty route runner, has all the sort of little things that you need at the receiver position. He already does extremely well. So I think he'll translate. The translates to pretty quickly. I, I bet I'd be surprised if he goes. The only way I wouldn't see him going for like 900 plus yards is to rookies if he goes to just a disastrous offense. But I think any other, any situation where they need a wide receiver and have a quarterback established, I think he's, you know, immediately a number one type of wideout.
2: Uh the other guy that I had some interest in I was watching Javon Kinlaw the the kid out of South Carolina and now uh, you know again I'm not saying that the Packers are going to jump up or anything like that but if he should happen to fall and the, he's within range uh the Packers do need some additional beef up front could that be a guy that could come in and start right away and really help out something that the Packers would have going on
1: Oh yeah I mean he'd be a massive upgrade for Dean Lowry like has the length has really all the tools you'd want for you know a three four defensive end type player in Mike Pettin's defense, and he'd be the ideal fit for them. But again, he's just too talented, and he's been too productive at South Carolina, and has too many physical tools that he's a perfect fit for a lot of defenses in the NFL. So I think a lot of teams are going to be you know interested in him. I'd I'd, be, I'd find it difficult to see him slip past you know pick number twenty or so with the Jaguars there.
2: Uh, a couple other guys that I really had some interest in. Obviously, uh, the kid out of uh, Patrick Queen, the kid out of uh, LSU. I'd love to see him fall to the Green Bay Packers. I don't necessarily think that he's an immediate uh, impact player, but I certainly think over a couple of years that that guy's going to develop in the NFL.
1: Yeah, I think if you go linebacker in the first round of this this class, if you're the Packers, I think that's the guy you want. Like Patrick Queen, to me, has the athleticism has the explosiveness to cover ground that you want from a modern linebacker. Maybe not the biggest guy. Maybe not going to be a massive upgrade between the tackles and run defense, but that wasn't where they got gashed last year in the 49ers game. It was wide runs. It was the speed to the edge. That's what they need in that linebacking quarter, and that's what he brings to the table. So, uh, yeah, if you're like I said, if you're going to take one, I'd much rather be him. Kenneth Murray, I have questions about how he'd fare in coverage and that sort of thing. And then the other guys, maybe Zach Vaughn, He's just more of an edge guy than he is an off-ball linebacker at this point. might take him a little while to transition.
2: A lot of different uh, websites starting to say a guy like T. Higgins, the wide receiver out of Clemson. There's a couple of guys towards the bottom of the first round of the draft uh, that could possibly be there. Would T. Higgins be a guy that uh, would come in and be a starter right away, a playmaker on the outside for Aaron Rodgers?
1: I think so. I think he's kind of what they've been missing in terms of a guy Aaron Rodgers trusts to make plays when he's guarded and Rodgers hasn't given you know guys like Mark Liz, Valdez scantling uh, and you know Geronimo and chances to make plays because well they don't they're not that they're not, they don't have great body control they don't have great ball skills T Higgins has incredible body control great ball skills ton of contested catches last year in Clemson's uh, offense now he doesn't have blazing speed but I think his combine numbers are a little deflated by the fact that he was He had a hamstring injury going in that he ended up running through, we heard, despite his agent telling him not to. So uh, I think you can throw those out the window to some degree. He plays fast enough on tape and gets open enough that I would definitely take him there at the back end of the first round.
2: Got to ask you about to Jonathan Taylor, right out of our own backyard, the running back out of Wisconsin. Where do you
1: see him going? I go back and forth on him because as a runner, I mean he's about as good as anyone in this draft class, he has speed. The size, you know, the tackle-breaking ability, the physicality to run between the tackles in the NFL. But, gosh, he just drops a ton of passes, and it does not look like a natural receiver. And I know they tried to feature him more this year, but he still, he still had a ton of drops. Like he still was not great in that regard. I can't see him running routes like I could, you know, Clyde edwards hilaire like like a DeAndre Swift in this draft class. So, I think he kind of limits the teams that are going to value him highly. I still think he goes probably back into the second round is where he ends up coming off the board just because, as a, like I said, as a pure runner, he seems like the closest thing in this class to a sure thing.
2: Uh, a couple other guys I wanted to ask you about. Jordan Elliott, he's out of Missouri, the defensive tackle. If he should be there in the second round, uh, if the Packers get that wide receiver in the first round, if he should be there in the second round, is that a guy that you feel that could come in and, and really be some additional beef up front that could go alongside a guy like Kenny Clark?
1: Oh, I'd love Jordan Elliott if they can get him in the second round. We have him as a first-round player on our board. He dominated in the SEC last year. I, I think he kind of mm-hmm. got lost because no one really gave a damn about Missouri, and their defense wasn't any good. But he was he was pretty much unblockable in a handful of games there. So uh, he's not quite the quintessential, like I said, no, talking about 3-4 defensive end. He doesn't have great length or great you know, size uh, for the defensive tackle position, but I think he makes plays he's more of a playmaker in run defense than he is kind of a gap holder and I think they could use any sort of any sort of playmaking ability along that defensive line outside of Kenny Clark on the interior
2: the Packers have been pretty good at finding late round or uh, later offensive linemen uh, the one guy that I, I was talking to a buddy of mine he said you know he'd love to see Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia that offensive tackle but he would now isn't he a left tackle for Georgia though is he played left most of his career
1: uh, Wilson was a right tackle there, and right much, tackle. Okay, I think only played right tackle for them. I, I don't think. I mean, if you're the Green backers, I don't think he fits basically what they've scouted at the offensive line positions the last couple of decades. They draft, they just draft a lot better athletes than Isaiah Wilson. He, he just he tested out really poorly at the combine. Uh, if you think of guys they've hit on, you know, in the middle rounds, T.J. Lang, Josh Sitton, uh, David Bakhtiari, all athletic guys all can move and i think that's been their mo and why they've had such good pass protecting offensive line so isaiah wilson i mean he had like an over eight second three cone and over five second shuttle at the combine which are both really pretty bad times he's more i think he might even end up being guard at the nfl level yeah he but it's six seven that's a big guard yeah i mean six seven three fifty I, I think he could still do it with you know his pad level the way he plays but I just he's going to struggle to mirror some quicker edge rushers.
2: Yep, no doubt. Uh, do the Packers get a running back in this draft? The question is because Aaron Jones, uh, after this season, the, the, he's either going to get paid by the Packers or paid by somebody else. And I, while I hate to see him go, the Packers usually, not a lot of teams value running backs as much as they used to. So do we see the Packers go in a running back direction?
1: Yeah, I think they have to. I think day three they'll address it similar to when, you know, they drafted Aaron Jones. They'll probably draft a guy in that range again, if not two, like they did that year. So I, I do think, you know, every few years or every couple of years probably you should be taking a, a couple swings at the running back position with how often they get injured and how, like you mentioned, how how, how little you can find guys on that second contract that you think could be productive.
2: Always great to talk, Mike. I appreciate it. They can follow your stuff over at Pro Football Focus, and we appreciate you being here, and we'll touch base uh, when the draft is upon us as well, okay? For sure. Thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. You can follow Mike, by the way, at PFF underscore Mike, at PFF underscore Mike. He joins us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them, 844-PRIDE, or go to schneiderjobs.com.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.